0: Can you imagine why I'm starting off this episode with a round of applause? No. Any idea whatsoever? I no Because idea. you, my friend, have officially started as the sports editor for the Arizona Daily Sun. Oh, great. Yeah. Man, round of applause, everybody. Everyone take if, a round of applause right now.
1: If <laughs> a round of applause could sound sarcastic, even without you saying it, that would be it.
0: Well, I didn't want to do it too fast and loud because I don't know how it's gonna sound on the mic, and I'm gonna have to adjust all the audio. And yeah. I'm I'm just lazy, man. I got other things going on.
1: Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. You're very welcome.
0: How about that uh, intro music?
1: That was I great. We, I, I love it. I
0: I know I know we talked about it last week, but I mean I just it's such like a new like revamped kind of thing. I just can't get over it. Um, yeah. Yes. Welcome into another episode of the Take It Easy Sports Show, part of the Arizona Varsity Podcast. Network. My name is Zach Alvarez, and as I already mentioned, Eric Newman, Mr. Sports Editor of the Arizona Daily Sun, is my co-host. Um, Eric started his uh, his new gig this week. I think he started when you start Tuesday,
1: right? This past yesterday, Tuesday? yeah, Tuesday.
0: Okay, yeah, we're recording this on Wednesday, so uh, when this goes up, it might be Thursday, Friday, whatever. But yeah, Eric started on Tuesday. Um, he's not officially in Flagstaff yet, unless I'm wrong on that, Eric. But I know you were no, in I'm Phoenix. Just- at least right now, because you're covering a, a north uh, a Northland Prep Academy game, right?
1: Yes, I was at a baseball game earlier, um, covering the first Flagstaff game. Um, so that was actually a crazy game. They they had um, out of twenty one outs in seven innings, nineteen were strikeouts. Um, Whoa! So that was that was pretty wild. Um, it was super windy, and no one could catch the ball and everything so strikeouts were what you needed to get to get outs because most of the balls that were put in play no one could grab correctly but yeah just the short answer to your question is yes i've started but um haven't actually uh moved out that way yet
0: got it okay um you know it the, you mentioned the wind and i was at higley's baseball practice today which i'll get into in a second um but you know they were taking batting practice and it seemed like depending on how the wind was actually blowing the balls were really being carried by the wind um yep. is was it the case where where you were or was the field in a certain orientation to where the wind was actually working against everyone that was batting
1: no it the it was blowing sideways uh okay k- kind of pe- uh perpendicular to the field so um balls would go to the left a lot um and depending on the way the wind was blowing um you know a ball that would be a routine catch would go 20 feet away from the guy waiting to catch it uh in the last few feet and it would be a double instead of a routine fly ball um so it was it was pretty crazy got it yeah
0: like could you imagine though like if you had the wind at your back i mean i'm sure anyone that has that type of feel today was just loving it
1: when i played tennis for a long time um, the wind makes such a difference there. And if you have the wind at your back, you can just, you feel like, you feel like Federer out there. Um, right. You just you put no power on it and it just zooms. Um, whereas you have to, to hit a serve when the wind's coming against you. You have to hit it as hard as you can for it to barely go over the net. Um, yeah. So yeah, wind is, I guess we're, we're in a, a sports season where that really is is making a difference right now
0: yeah and it's kind of weird well not weird it's kind of nice because obviously the wind you know makes up for the temperatures that are obviously soaring into the 90s now so uh makes it a little bit more more bearable to be out there i guess you can say um but yeah as i mentioned i was at uh at higley's baseball practice higley having a great year um the reason i wanted to bring him up though and you'll see my story it's going to run this sunday and then i'll have it online probably next week but um so Higley they've kind of rebranded their program, their baseball program. They have like their own coat of arms. Um they also incorporated like a powder blue into their logo and uniforms actually. Um I actually had to call Eddie Zubi, who is the head football coach over there and tell him that he needs to get powder blue uniforms for the football team because man, they look good. <laughs> and you know, I, I'm just a fan of blue in general. um. So, I mean, obviously I'm going to be more, a little bit more biased, but I mean, like apparently they have like an all powder blue set and I can just imagine it probably looks like the Blue Jays powder blue set and I love that. Or the Royals, their alternates. Man, I mean, just so cool.
1: Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. I, uh... I mean, we always talk
0: about football uniforms and, you know, baseball uniforms are starting to get a little uh, a little flashy
1: as well too i like it yeah yeah baseball uniforms can be fun um you often don't see a lot of really flashy ones it's mostly like you know you'll see it in uh the gloves or the hat or something but when they yep. do have something that stands out it's pretty cool and yeah powder blue is always fun like i don't think you can really go wrong with a powder blue
0: no not at all. And yeah, you know, you mentioned the hats. I mean, I've seen man, uh who is it? Uh Corona del Sol. They have the you know that White Sox logo that actually has like the player with the bat in his hand? Yeah. So they actually have I think it's the White Sox. I'm pretty sure it's the White Sox. Um they so they have that on one of their hats if not all of them. Um I I saw Mesa play at Hohokam. Um on tuesday and they have like the same milwaukee brewers um logo that they have on their hat it almost look like a looks like a paw or something which was really cool to see you just changed up the colors from a uh, blue to purple it looked really good um there's i mean there's some really cool ones out there skyline has really cool yellow jerseys that look like the a's yellow jerseys obviously yeah, little, i don't think i've ever seen and, that for them yeah, it's like an actual yellow. Now, obviously, their colors are green, gold, and white, or whatever. But um, they have incorporated that yellow color into it. They look really sweet too. They played at Holcomb
1: last night, so
0: uh, or Tuesday night, I should say. So last night, technically. But um,
1: how far yeah, is no, it I mean, seeing high school baseball in those um in those big stadiums like that?
0: It's awesome, man. I mean, I even tweeted out like I didn't get to go to any spring training games this year. But I mean, just being able to go there, I mean, obviously covering a baseball game in high school anyway is really fun because it's just a different type of atmosphere. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes, you know, you're, they the schools have these small bleachers set up. So like you're sitting right on top of people. And for me personally, I like to, you know, put my stuff down and, you know, I like to take up more space than I need to because I'm just selfish like that. Uh, but, you know, when they play in the stadium like that, it was really cool because, I mean, first of all, stadium seating. So you're comfortable. And two, there's not very many people there still, even without COVID. So like, I was able to go up to like the the second level and basically have an entire row to myself. Yeah. So it was it was pretty sweet. You know, I can
1: definitely and you know, you're, just you're right Chill, about the take videos, whatever. yeah, uh, the, the, the atmosphere I, was good. Yeah, you and I, um, I think both of us, if we had to pick our two favorite, it would be football and basketball to cover. Um, yeah. And I don't think that's even up for dispute. But baseball has uh, uh baseball and softball. Both of them have a unique um, kind of enjoyable quality to it um, because, you know, you can hear every single thing that the, uh, the kids are saying in the dugout and they're always cheering each other on. And, you know, you can hear everything from the yep. parents. And sometimes that's a blessing because Uh, And sometimes it's a curse (laughs) because sometimes they say interesting things. But yeah, it's definitely like, it just, weirdly enough, it just feels American, man. Like, makes me, uh, it makes me love it.
0: America's greatest pastime, man. That's, that's, that's baseball. Um, Yeah. But, you know, I think one of the things now, I don't want to say necessarily that like my I, I favor football or basketball over baseball. I think those are just the sports that I grew up playing the most. So I know the most, I know more about. But I will say the one thing I absolutely adore about baseball and softball, which makes me just ecstatic to go cover them, you know, whenever I can. Most games are like 345.
1: That's true, too. So, man.
0: And, and that's not, and it's not a thing about me getting done with my day sooner. It's the fact that, especially when in the early season, or on days where obviously we have a nice breeze, it's just gorgeous outside, and there's yeah. nothing else I want to do but go outside and watch a ball game.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right.
0: That's that's yeah, like it, it it's amazing. I love it. Now today wouldn't have been so great, but like Tuesday night when I went and saw uh, Mesa play Westwood, and then Skyline was right after them against uh, against Mountain View, gorgeous weather, and obviously you know with the stadium too they were shade, so it it was perfect. Like, it was just I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And, you know, I went out to mountain point track. I did a story on their track team and right next door, mountain point was playing desert Vista baseball. And after I got done with track, I went over there sat down in like this little grass area and watched the rest of the baseball game there. I mean, just things like that. I just love when it's a gorgeous day outside, just go and enjoy it.
1: Yeah, man. Should we, as much as we want to wax poetic about watching baseball and softball and everything, (laughs) um, Should we get into our interview with Andrew Morgan?
0: Yeah, we brought on Andrew. uh, Second time he's been on the show, intern for Arizona Varsity, but he's doing some big things, including, you know, his own documentary called Inside the Hive with a a seven-on-seven team called True Buzz West Coast. A lot of Arizona players, a lot of East Valley players uh, are on that team. And, uh, I mean, Andrew's just doing some great things, man. He's been just killing it lately with all of his, you know, highlights and his writing for Arizona Varsity covering seven-on-seven circuits like no one else. Um, But yeah, no, let's bring on uh, Mr. Andrew Morgan. Andrew, what's going on, man? Thank you for joining us. Second time that you're on the show here with us. And uh, we wanted to bring you on because you're doing something very, very cool. Uh, You've got a documentary happening. I mean, you had one episode already come out. It's called Inside the Hive. Um, it, it kind of I I'll let you explain it, but it, it kind of follows the True Buzz West Coast Seven on Seven team, which has a ton of errors on the athletes, especially here in the East Valley as well. You know, can you kind of just first off explain what even made you want to start something like this?
2: Yeah, I um I was originally uh got into it uh met with uh the director Demary Losh, um. And he's an awesome guy. I uh, met him at a 7-on-7 tournament, um, and we just kind of went from there. Uh, started talking about some ideas. It actually, like, I really wanted to do something like this um, in the fall, uh, covering a tackle team, um, but, you know, the timing wasn't quite right. Um, I understood that every kid has a story, and that, that's our job, <laughs> to, to tell those stories. Um, and I always wanted to tell those stories in a, a bit of a different way. Um, so when the, when the timing was right and um, everything you know, kind of came together at the right time, it just uh, fit so perfect. So I traveled uh, to Dallas with the team. I've been covering them pretty, pretty much all 7-on-7 seven seven, uh, season. Uh, but the most recent and the one that you'll see in the, the documentary in the upcoming episodes was um, the battle tournament down in Dallas. Uh, where True Buzz was was originally created Um, so that was a very uh, emotional tournament for them Um, you know essentially going back home to uh, to where the organization started and um, you know it'll just kind of pick up from there so that's pretty much what to expect I mean in the upcoming episodes I guess a little bit of a little bit of a teaser here (laughs) <laughs> um you know you mentioned obviously that
0: every kid has a story and and you you did a great job telling the story of uh of Larry Royal he's a running back defensive back kind of a do-it-all type of player for Queen Creek uh junior this past season he's going to be a senior next year right uh yes yes he will okay. be uh, 2022 um you know his, his story was was pretty cool in, in a way where you know his mom grew up and in, in his own words kind of you know You know busting her tail to to make things work for him and his family uh can you just explain a little bit without going too much into detail because we do want people to go obviously and watch the episode to learn more but you know how cool was it to obviously share his story and be able to do it in the way that you did you know obviously with you know highlights behind of him playing and you know just all those other things that you're able to do with the documentary
2: yeah, I mean, it was something I've never done before, so that was definitely a challenge. Um, but, you know, Larry, Larry's a special guy. Uh, he's got a personality, for sure, uh, the more and more time you spent with him, and I've gotten a chance to spend quite a bit of time with him, um, uh, specifically over the past couple of weeks. Um, so he's... There's a reason that his story was, was episode one. Um, you know, he's a guy that's been through a lot, and um, like you said, his, his mom has really um, provided for him and his goal is to just be able to, to take care of her uh, in a few years, you know, when it comes to maybe him getting to the NFL um, or him, you know, having a, having a job in football, regardless of, of what that may look like, he just wants to to take care of her. And um, that was a really cool story uh, for sure. So, you mentioned to me, and I think you wrote
1: this in um, the the forums on com. you said it was over, what, 60 hours of raw footage? <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, it ended up being, um, yeah, just a, about 60 hours of raw footage edited down into what will eventually be um, about 90 minutes.
1: <laughs> about 90 minutes, and so...
2: What's your process like there? Because, you know, I,
1: I started doing, uh, and I'm no, not anything like some of you guys that, you know, do it all the time and everything. I started doing highlight videos for some basketball games in the AIA season and two hours of uh, footage in one basketball game got overwhelming. How do you kind of um, uh, compartmentalize it and everything? And what was your process like?
2: Yeah, so I, I actually... Pretty much put the entire 60 hours of footage uh, into Premiere Pro, the editing software I use, all at once. That took forever on its own. Um, and then I just kind of chopped it up and went through. Um, and, you know, I'm still working as, as I continue to work on episodes, still going through that footage, but pretty much chronologically, um, just laying out different segments of the documentary. Um, and then I would go back and then edit those individual segments. So, Um, Pretty much what I have now on my computer is, uh, you know, about five hours of footage for the the episode I'm working on right now um, that I've kind of condensed down the stuff that's good and and usable. Um, And then I'll continue to condense it down, uh, you know, even further uh, to a point where it's actually watchable (laughs) right about 20 minutes. What's been
1: the most enjoyable part of this, Andrew? Cause I know, uh, you know, you probably had preconceived notions about what it was going to be like and what mm-hmm. the process was going to be and everything, but what's been, you know, what's been something that you weren't expecting that has been fun for you or something that you've, um, just enjoyed doing the
2: most. I think the most fun I had was, uh, actually going to Dallas and, and spending all that time with the players. Um, it was really cool because I had talked to a lot of them and you know been to practices and things like that and I've you know I've been around them the entire season, um, but you know actually staying in the same hotel as them and just you know being being around them all the time got really close with with a number of those players to the point where you know there's there's a number of us that I still talk with on the on a daily basis. I mean we have I was actually. Uh, <laughs> Uh, they they included me in the uh, the team group chat after that uh, tournament, uh, which is really funny. But um, there there have been quite a few players that I've just gotten to know really well. Uh, one of them being Augie, um, the the Coolidge defensive back. Um, obviously Larry, and then um, Lance Holtzclaw um, from Desert Ridge has has been awesome. Um, really grown to be friends with him <laughs> over the past couple of weeks and. The more and more we just talk, you know, it doesn't have to be about football. You know, we're just friends at this point, pretty much. So uh, it's it's pretty cool. And I would say that's the probably the best part about this whole thing is that I'm just able to connect with these players on on a much different level than, than we're used to. You know, you just mentioned a couple of more players. Obviously, we talked about Larry from
0: Queen Creek. Uh, you mentioned... Um, you know, Lance from Desert Ridge. Uh, I know Chris Arviso, Amir Boyd, yes. uh, Terry on Rowe, all from Mountain Point are on that team. How many, I guess, Arizona football players are actually on this True Buzz West Coast team?
2: Uh, all but two, all but two players oh, wow. on the team are all from Arizona, most of which from the Southeast Valley, like you said, and a number of Mountain mm. Point players, a number of Desert Ridge players on this team. Um, but, uh, yeah, all but two. So, in all, uh, about 20 Arizona kids um, that are on the team. And, um, I mean, they've, they've been doing work all season for sure. Um, it's, it's been cool to, to watch them grow and get closer to each other because a lot of these guys didn't really talk before playing sevens together. I mean, yeah, you had the, the four or five Mountain Point kids that all knew each other prior, but coming in, They didn't know the Desert Ridge kids. They didn't know, you know, anybody else on the team. So that's also been cool to watch is, you know, seeing the team really come together and develop. And these guys are, you know, pretty much lifelong friends now after the season, which is awesome.
0: You know, obviously True Buzz is is the main topic of this conversation with you, Andrew. But there's several other 7-on-7 teams that pretty much go around – you know, playing nationally. I mean, obviously, Tucson Turf is one of the big ones as well that's filled with Arizona kids. How much has 7-on-7 in this type of format, this competitive national format, really exploded in the last couple of
2: years? Uh, It went from 0 to 100 real fast. Um, Okay. I mean, you saw a couple of years ago, um, Battle didn't even host their own tournaments. Um, They were actually, at the time, partnered with Pylon, um, to put on tournaments. And then they went their separate ways and battle started doing their own stuff. And so now you pretty much have two national circuits in, in pylon and battle, um, that are traveling and you see tournaments every pretty much every other weekend at a national scale, Dallas, Miami, uh, there's a Washington DC tournament, um, tournaments up in Washington, California when there, when there weren't, uh, you know, when they, weren't playing tackle uh, in the spring, you know, b- before that, when it came to like January, February time. Um, and I'm sure they'll pick up again now that the tackle season there is over. Um, but yeah, it's, it went from zero to hundred real quick. And I think the, the main reasoning behind the explosion, especially this year was COVID. Um, these kids just wanted to play. These kids just wanted to get seen. Um, and exposure is, yep. is, is huge at a national seven-on-seven seven scale. So if you can be on one of those teams—a a Tucson Turf, and Arizona Dolphins, a True Buzz West Coast, uh, the True Buzz National Team in Dallas—like there's so many of these teams now. Um, and if you can be on one of those teams and, and you know travel around and, and compete uh, with your with your Arizona boys, I mean, you can make a national name for yourself really fast. Um, we saw it. Uh, we've seen it multiple times, actually, this spring. And I think the, the best example um, would be uh, Red Mountain's Jacoby Lane. Um, he played with Tucson Turf at Battle Phoenix. Uh, prior to that, played, uh, I believe, with a couple other teams, um, but was with Tucson Turf that tournament. Uh, went viral with a one-handed catch that I'm sure you both saw. Uh, was pretty much everywhere. Yep. Um, you know, uh, House of Highlights, the Battle Page, um, I mean, everywhere. <laughs> and uh, the next day, you got offered by ASU, which is not uh, <laughs> very often that you get offered by ASU, um, <laughs> you know, based off stuff like that. So I think that's a prime example of just how uh, crazy 7 on 7 has become. And it's just exploded, uh, especially over the past year.
1: Absolutely. Do you think that, um, because I know broadcast is something you want to go into and you, you, I mean, you're still in high school. You've got several years to figure out kind of what you want to do with a career and everything like that. But has this whole process kind of made you um, enjoy the creating a documentary and everything? Does it reinforce kind of the career choice and the career path you've started getting yourself into?
2: Absolutely. Uh, I think my, my ultimate goal, um, you know, I could go a number of different routes off of this and, you know, we'll figure that out <laughs> in a year's time when I make my college decision. But, um, you know, I could go down the, the broadcast uh, type of route, uh, you know, and I could get into play-by-play and analysis and things like that. Um, I could go down uh, pretty much a, my current path and do more written journalism type stuff and uh, focus on uh, sports beat, whether that be a college team or covering high school sports somewhere else, you know, whatever that might be. Um, and then I've also really looked at um, working in a college department, um, both the media side and the player personnel de- uh, departments, excuse me. Um, both of those uh, really interest me, um, my dad being being a scout. um you know, that that stuff has always been fun to me, <laughs> um, you know, just breaking down football. And um, I feel like working with a college department, whether that is scouting and player personnel or in like a creative media where I can create videos and, and graphics and stuff like that, I think that's another path uh, that I would be really happy with. Um, and I think that's probably going to be the path that I choose <laughs> for sure. Um, working in a college department would be awesome. (laughs) So I think that that's my, that's my ultimate goal.
1: Before we get to uh, before we did this, I was talking to you about, um, we wanted to get into the, you know, spring football and everything. So Mm -hmm. we'll kind of, we'll go on to that soon, but I'm an old guy now, um, officially, at least in spirit, um, if not years. And I always see these crazy celebrations. And you and I've talked about this. piece <laughs> yes. With chili. But uh, how much do you love um, that every time they score, they celebrate like crazy? Or is that just, is that even true? Or is that just on video? Or what's the deal there? How much do you love that? And is it just something that's manufactured by social media?
2: Um, I, I think it's manufactured to some extent. Uh, for sure. It's not something that you see after every touchdown. Um, but, you know, if you see a crazy play, someone gets mossed, you see a an interception. I mean, of course, those guys are going to celebrate. And I think on a seven on seven field, there's a little bit higher level of, of disrespect um, that, that's allowed <laughs> when it comes to, you know, getting penalized and stuff like that. Um, and so, you know, they they just kind of let it loose. Um, I personally love it. I think uh it should be a, a part of the game, really. I mean, seeing kids backflip and and go crazy and like that's part of what makes seven on seven so fun. And that's I also a part good backflip. of backflip. I won't disagree yes, with you guys. Absolutely. And it, I if think
0: if kids can if kids can backflip in pads too, that's not a flag. That should automatically just be like no, let that, go. Like, <laughs> yeah, it go. that like Yeah
1: like let it go. It's all depends, that's though. impressive. <laughs> If you try to backflip in pads and you fall down it should be a 15 yard penalty for your
2: team. <laughs> you get the unsportsmanlike <laughs> if you fall yeah. down. But if you, you land on your of,
1: feet uh, you're good. That reminds me of Have you
0: guys seen that video? I don't know where it was, but uh the player came off the field and the coach like tried to like celebrate and they like jumped up in the air, tried to give each other like a chest bump or whatever and the player went like
2: flying or something. <laughs> yeah. Like <that>. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stuff so, like stuff like that in 7 on 7 I think it's part of why the media exposure has gone so crazy and it has ballooned uh, you know so large because I mean stuff like that gets views it gets clicks you know people like that stuff um, and it's flashy so <laughs> when you have that stuff in 7s it's only going to grow the 7 on 7 platform and it's only going to increase the exposure that these kids get Cause you're going to see a kid do a backflip and it goes, you know, viral on TikTok or Instagram or wherever. And immediately that kid's name is on, you know, in front of 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 people. Um, and it wasn't before. (laughs) So without that backflip, he might not have gotten that attention. Um, and you know, obviously a school's not going to offer a kid off a backflip, but they've heard that kid's name before now. Um, and Maybe so you'll get a I...
1: gymnastics scholarship.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, I obviously no scholarships are going to be awarded for for stuff like that, but I mean, it gets your name in front of in front of uh, thousands of eyes, which is which is huge uh, in today's game.
0: Andrew, I've got a two-part question for you.
2: Um mm-hmm. kind of
0: really not not so serious question, but you know, I've seen your writing and it's very good. I've seen your documentary now and it's very, very good. Um, have you ever thought about maybe just rolling with like AJM films or AJ Morgan films or, what? I, it, you know, yes. right now it's AJM rights, isn't it? Yes, I've thought hey about it. Hey, man, you're you're I'll tell you right now, your documentary skills and like I've seen yeah. all your highlight tapes and everything that you've done before. I don't know, man, that's really good
2: because <laughs> I'm kind of impeding on Eric right now. Oh, no, uh, I don't AJM. even care about that. <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> so. either. AJM does lots of stuff,
1: but that's a little bit long. Yeah,
2: that is what a, I want uh, on Twitter, I want that handle just at Andrew Morgan, but it's taken. The only issue is the dude hasn't tweeted in like eight years. That's so the same thing with out. at Eric Newman. There's yes. a guy
1: named Eric, uh, at Eric Newman who hasn't tweeted in several years. I actually sent him a DM. I, said I, I did too. Him, I said I'd give him twenty bucks to have the uh, the username, and he declined. He said, "No, thank you." Um, yeah, so I have to offer
2: up. <laughs> yeah, I really just want that Twitter handle because it would make it so much easier. Um, and like AJ Morgan has taken, like that's why I <laughs> I would love to. I would love to switch off of AJ Morgan. rights. Um, I just gotta find something that works well. AJ Morgan Films isn't a bad idea. I just don't know how I would include and I guess it's not including right now cuz rights I don't just write. I actually don't write a lot. <laughs> so, <laughs> so maybe that's not the, the correct name. I mean, you could do
0: I mean, obviously I'm not going to sit here and tell you what you should make your Twitter handle cuz that's not, you know, that's mm-hmm. not in my I'm not in that position to do that. I mean, you could always just say like AJM Sports or something cuz obviously you're going to be working in sports yeah. for a very long time.
2: I think that – take a page out of uh, Gabe Alvarez's book, I think.
0: Yeah. I think and, hey, look, if you get verified and you start making money off it, I'll take some oh, royalties. Oh, yes.
2: <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is.
0: Uh second part, again, not so serious question, but, you know, we always see these elaborate commitment videos. I imagine that once you uh, go ahead and make your decision to, on where to go to college, you're going to have, you know, a couple different options. Can we expect an, an Andrew Morgan commitment
2: uh, video
0: from you? Absolutely.
2: I, I'd actually be disappointed if we didn't see one. No, we will have, I will have a commitment <laughs> video uh, when I, when I choose where I'm going. Can it just be
1: videos of you with your camera on the sideline with like crazy <laughs> I get a, like have crazy you seen uh, like um
2: <laughs> have you seen those uh ref highlight tapes?
0: No, I, no, I, I, but I need to look, look now. Oh
2: my now. gosh. I could watch those all day. Those are so funny. But you it would basically should? be just like that.
0: <laughs> you know what you should honestly do? Find games that you were at this season and go on to huddle and just highlight yourself in the video instead
2: of like the <laughs> yeah that'd be good I think I made the espn broadcast a couple times so we could we could pull that up there we go that's my great should I make a huddle that's my huddle yeah professional
0: uh sports football videographer at the high school level <laughs> um
1: it, in all seriousness we're coming into the part of time where um where spring football starts to happen at the high school level um a lot of the, some teams have already started doing it. Some are uh, gonna start up soon. What is uh, what's your plan for that? Are you getting pretty ramped up to start covering showcases, things of that sort? Uh,
2: yeah. Uh, right before uh, coming on the show, I was actually getting a list of events together for this spring. Most of which are in May, but they spill out into June. <laughs> uh, there's some school seven-on-seven uh, seven tournaments. Obviously, um, Chili's Flight Club is in June, um, and there's a couple others. But yeah, I'm just starting to get my schedule going. There's pretty much going to be like a week and a half uh, in May where I'm probably going to be at a different school every day. Might even hit two schools um, if they're close. And so I was like, I'm trying to map out. It's going to take, <laughs> take me a couple hours. But I'm trying to map out where I want to go and watch days and then contact those coaches and see what works. But, um, yeah, there's a huge uh, spring, uh, uh, basically season ahead, um, especially with the quiet period starting on June 1st. There's going to be a bunch of college camps in June and July, a lot of people taking visits, uh, a lot of people committing <laughs> in June um maybe some commitment videos so that'd be cool um but yeah definitely a a busy next couple months for sure
1: do you have one that you're looking forward to the most in terms of the uh the seven on seven
2: uh tournaments um it's gotta be chili's flight club um that tournament (laughs) that's gonna be so fun Uh I I really want him and I I have talked to him about this before. I want him to DJ. That'd I be want great. Him to DJ his own event. That'd because that would
0: be amazing.
2: Yeah, like everybody wants to see that. Um but yeah, that's probably the one I'm most excited for. Um other than that, the Lake Forest uh satellite camp at Pinnacle. I think it's May 15th. Um that's going to be a big one as well. There's like 15 uh, like uh, D2, D3, NAIA uh, schools that are going to be there. Um, and I have a pretty good relationship with Coach Cat, So um, that'll definitely be a fun one. Uh, apparently, there's going to be like a lot of kids there. <laughs> so it might be a challenge evaluating all of them at, at once or trying to see everybody, but it'll be good. It's hard not to have a good relationship with Coach Cat. Yeah, Such a good guy. Yes. Such a good guy, man. Yeah, I uh, first met him the the uh, 6A Championship. Okay. And then the, oh, then the Open Championship later that night. Um, and we talk all the time. Um, I really... Man, did you guys get those Lake Forest jackets? No. Oh, no, no. I want no. one. Those are so nice.
0: I want one too. But apparently they're switching over. I thought... Yeah, they are. I, I thought the reason yeah. they, he brought all of them was because they're switching from Under Armour to Nike, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> okay, so you, you yeah, and so I. They're... So we have a chance to get the updated stuff. We do. We'll, we'll have to. We'll have to pull some strings with Coach Cat, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, maybe maybe we'll get lucky.
1: No one ever sends me anything. I'm not like you guys getting all the free stuff and uh, being cool and everything. <laughs> oh, I I don't get anything <laughs> for free, man. <laughs>
2: That's chilly. That's all chilly and Cody. Cody, yeah.
0: <laughs> my my own, mater, my own alma oh, mater. My own alma mater. Cody, like a like a huge like <laughs> gift basket with everything. I forgot about that. Like, man, I couldn't. <laughs> I had to pay for a bottle when I went there.
2: Yeah, he showed up to the. Um, I think it was every the four A game. game. Yeah, every pretty game. much every game with the the Highland water bottle. Yeah. <laughs> That's Cody for you. Um,
1: How how do you find time to be a student and go to school when you're doing all of these
2: things? Oh, man. Yeah, believe it or not, I am a student first. Um, That, you know, things will quickly change if I don't uh, keep my grades up. Um, Honestly, I get very overwhelmed (laughs) with a lot of stuff. Um, There's so many... Things going on at once, so many ideas that I have, um, and so many projects that I'm working on at one time. Uh, there's a lot going on, and it's a lot to keep track of. But um, uh, you know, once I, <laughs> once I graduate high school, obviously I will be going to college. But um, hopefully, you know, maybe there'll be a little more time for uh, for some sports. Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> Dude, don't count on having more time
1: when you go to college. No, don't.
2: Yeah, that. That's why I'm not sure. It's gonna it's gonna be a tough four years.
1: No one's ever gone to college and been less busy.
2: <laughs> yeah, so I I don't know. I'll probably have to condense my workload a little bit. Pretty much decide on one one thing to do at one time. Um, oh, trust me, you won't want to do that either.
0: You'll want to do as many things as you can.
2: Well, of course, but like. <laughs> Yeah, I got so much going on at once. There's I'm pretty much only going to get like July as a break. Um that's kind of when things are going to mellow out cuz I won't have school or summer classes. Um and there won't really be football. Yeah. I mean, a lot of teams
0: typically go to camp that time too, so it's really it's it's a quiet period. Right. Yeah. So that'll probably be my yeah. my, my break time coming up. That's mine. I always take a vacation in July. Yeah, that's, actually that's smart i didn't i didn't this past year because it was covid so right. i mean i was already at home anyway so uh you're, you're i don't know one. might have to take a, a two weeker this year maybe a three weeker if i really go crazy I don't, <laughs> I don't know yet um you know andrew um first off thank you again for joining us um it was awesome having you on again uh do me a favor make sure to plug yourself uh obviously where we can follow you on twitter for now it might change uh but more <laughs> importantly how do we uh, how do we watch your documentary
2: um yeah so if you um follow my twitter it's at aj morgan writes um w r i t e s um and if you head over there my pinned tweet uh is the the first episode uh link um and then episode two um well, well in every subsequent episode will be coming out every friday at 7 p.m pacific Um, and there'll be about five episodes. So, uh, quite a few more weeks, uh, to go, but, um, it's, it's been fun. So yeah, if you want to go follow me over there, um, you can check it out and, uh, tune in, tune in Friday, every Friday.
0: One more question. Why? I want to put you on the spot. All right. Game of the week Madden simulation for the 2020 football season. What is it going to be?
2: Week one.
0: Week one we know some of the schedules week one
2: so i thought about actually doing the saguaro sierra canyon game okay um i think that's that's week one right i think that
0: is uh yeah it is it's in san diego
2: yeah so i thought about doing that game uh because i've never done an out-of-state team before um but i'm not sure um I'm not sure yet. I I have a feeling, um, or I have, you know, I pretty much know some of the other games later in the season that are kind of givens. Yeah. Um, I would love to do the game of the week of um, Hamilton Bishop Gorman. Yep. That'd be really cool. Um, there might be yeah, there might be a couple Sims without estate teams this year, so something new. It's not a bad thing though. Oh, absolutely.
0: Um, can I make a friendly wager with you right now?
2: Yeah, all right. All right.
0: Okay, I think you already know what's coming. Yeah. Uh when Highland and Boulder Creek play, I think uh I think I need to join you on the uh on the simulation and we we need to make that the actual game of the week.
2: Oh, that is that's week one. That's right? week one. I was kinda yes. hoping you were gonna say that, but yes. I was I was wondering why I was like,
0: Man, is he really forgetting oh. here? He's mm-hmm. forgetting his boys. <laughs>
1: if you really want out of state you could do the the rochester mayo spartans
0: okay eric eric (laughs) we're talking right now eric we're having a conversation okay
1: you said out of
2: state yeah Uh, yeah they gotta play an in-state team though (laughs) yeah uh yeah um that week one game though yeah that's gonna be tough
0: we might have to do a, uh, a a double game of the week. Yes. simulation, man. Yes,
2: that'd be good. Maybe, maybe a special um, edition. Yeah, I will predict that game correctly, though. That game will Ooh. be predicted correct. Hey, I went I eight know, and two last year. Eight and two. I'm shooting for at least really? ten and one. At least. I don't believe.
0: I find that hard to believe because you had Chandler losing every single time, and I feel like they were in like four. That simulations. was only
2: twice. No, oh, that was okay. Only twice. Uh, because I had them winning the open at the at the very end Um, oh that's right those were my two those were my two L's that I took last year so yeah
0: (laughs) that pinnacle one was a little bit more rough than the others
2: yeah I thought (laughs) (laughs) you took
0: offense to that one
2: yeah they definitely did they definitely did Yeah. yeah all right
0: Uh, Andrew, once again, thank you for joining us. Uh, uh, As always, great talking to you. Um, We're going to be looking out for the second episode of Inside the Hive. Mm -hmm. And uh, as always, obviously, following everything you do for Arizona Varsity. And, you know, I mean, even outside of Arizona Varsity, you're doing a lot of great things. So thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you. Buzz. I don't know what that was, Eric. Buzz. I I I get it's true buzz, but, I mean, it sounds a little bit better when they say it, not you. No offense.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I'm, uh, no, I've never, I've never been, uh, accused of being cool. <laughs> uh, right. That's why I'm a journalist it, is so other people can do cool things and I write about them and I can be, um, cool by association, but not actually have to be it myself.
0: So, you know, it's actually really funny. The reason why I'm laughing the most, like actually kind of hard right now, um, a couple of years ago in the football league that I play in there's a team called the Vipers and they weren't like purple or anything like that but every time I hear like a team called like the Vipers or like the you know the venom or um I don't know cobras whatever I just can't help but think of the Globo Gym purple cobras and when they go and so every <laughs> so I just Anytime I hear like, like true buzz saying like buzz or whatever they do, I just can't, I, I've, I've just, I just, I just can't help myself. And that's such a good movie, man. Dodgeball was so great.
1: That's a comedy movie that you can watch over and over again. Um, There's some that like, it's kind of shock comedy, Um and they're they're yeah. good but it's you know after the first time once you know it's coming it's not as good that one is just legitimately funny good writing good acting yeah. uh everything like that one of my favorite sports movies in general yeah it's really funny it, it's it's great
0: um yeah <laughs> uh eric um it's been a little bit since we looked at some of these rankings and i'm not going to go through all of them but is there anything that kind of stands out to you when it comes to uh maybe 6a baseball even 5a baseball we can kind of go down the line any any teams that are kind of standing out to you right now as far as those that are you know maybe leading the pack in in some ways
1: i've been really impressed with mountain ridge um and i don't know that it surprises me because two years ago they were in the semifinals and then last year they had a ton of seniors back. Um, a bunch of guys that were, um, part of that were returning seniors. And so I know they, they had to revamp a little bit, but being 12 and two at the moment, um, and being over teams like Hamilton and red mountain, um, and sunny slope and all these amazing teams, mountain Ridge is doing really, really well. Um, and it, like I said, it's not surprising. Their only losses have come to amazing teams. They lost at Liberty and they lost at Horizon, both of whom will be in contention um, at the end of the year. And I just, I've been super impressed with them.
0: Yeah, you know, that that's a team that I was going to mention too, because Mountain Ridge, it seems like, is always one of those teams that's really good. Um, didn't they play, and O'Connor's right up there with them too. Now, O'Connor's number seven right now nine and four but O'Connor's always got a good baseball program as well right that's right yeah yeah um Red Mountain 12 and 2 on the year uh they beat Hamilton early on in the season in a really exciting game I was there for that dropped two games kind of surprising actually they dropped one to Skyline and dropped another one uh the next night or three nights later I guess technically their next game to uh Corona del Sol but since then They've won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games in a row. Um, that Red Mountain team is uh is filled with talent. There's at least nine Division I recruits, probably more at this point, but that team is also one that I think everyone should kind of look out for. Um in five A, as I mentioned already, Higley, eleven and two. Only losses are to Millennium, the number three team, and to Castile, who's number nine, also having a pretty good season there, seven and five. The Knights are very young. Um, if they don't make a deep run this year, they very well could be in the conversation for a 5A championship next year. And in about two years from now, I think we're going to be talking about Justin Chambers, uh, already committed to Washington State as a sophomore. I think we're going to be talking about Justin Chambers getting picked in the early rounds of the MLB draft. He is He's special. tremendous. He's a He's special tremendous. player, and they've got um, a freshman right behind him who who Coach Dietz over there says is just as good, which is crazy.
1: That is crazy. I have been really impressed, and this goes for uh, softball as well, but Canyon View um, is a team yeah. that, it's crazy to me because it's a new school still. They just had their first uh, season yeah. in, in football, and um, a lot of their teams are playing their first varsity seasons or a lot of their players are and they're 11 and 4 in baseball and they're only lost 11 and and number
0: one in softball
1: yeah it's it's crazy um the amount of talent that they've gotten early on and uh execution they've lost to sunny slope twice who's a great baseball team verado and millennium who's near the top of those rankings i mean all those are um you never say a good loss, but teams that are um, great and they've beaten everybody else, and so they're they're impressive. I've been everything that Canyon View does is it's surprising me in the best way. They were a, they were one win away um, at the end of the season in football from winning the region championship in their first varsity football season.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it, like Crazy. I mentioned before, the softball team at, at Canyon View, you know, they're number one right now. Right behind them is Willow Canyon, number two. Those yep. two schools are actually pretty close to one another. They At are. Least, yeah, they, Yeah. I was going to say because uh, Canyon Valley. Views in in Waddell, right? Canyon yeah. View? Yeah.
1: Yeah, they're both way up there in the West right. Valley. Yeah, they're, they're
0: Waddell. Yeah. But, okay, they're Waddell. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, regardless, Canyon View's only loss is to Willow Canyon in softball. Willow Canyon's only loss is to pinnacle in softball who is currently number three team in 6a uh how fun would that be for uh all west far west valley <laughs> uh 5a championship softball game because right now that's the path that we're kind of going on with these two teams
1: and there's other great softball uh west valley teams in 5a too like Ooh, sunrise, sunrise Mountain's mountain is always up there yeah. Centennial's centennial always really yep. good um yeah, so there's there's plenty of five A West Valley talent, especially in softball. Yeah,
0: we're not even talking about Fairfax either, who's ten and zero, but number nine right now. But yeah. I can't remember if they're playing an all Phoenix Union schedule or not. So I don't know if they qualify. And if I'm wrong on that, then obviously someone please tell me.
2: No, um, they've played some. They've played
0: some, They've played
1: they other teams. Right. They play mostly uh, Phoenix Union, but they've played. Um, they've played Glendale twice. Washington. Okay. It's just their strength of schedule is what's holding them down. I'm looking at their scores right yeah. now. Their first, let me read you just the first four games of oh the season. God, I'm looking at them. I'm looking 22-0, 19-0, 36-0, and 32-0. That's wild. Jeez. I don't think I've ever seen well, anything then, like that before. Well,
0: since we're on it, we might as well go forward. 7-1 against Paradise Valley. That is their only game that's gone all in all seven innings. nine out of 10 games have gone five innings and that's it yeah after the paradise valley seven to one win 24 to one 11 to zero 24 to zero 27 to three and 20 to
1: zero my that's crazy Talk about. I can imagine they don't have all their stats up. I imagine they've just got like the the kids of just ridiculous stats right now, too.
0: Well, the statistician probably quit
1: because it was too hard. (laughs) (laughs) That person's like, uh, I'm not getting paid enough to do all of this.
0: Oh, that's like a full-time salary. You have to to compile all those stats. Oh, yeah, geez. no, their stats
1: are actually. And pretty by the up-to-date. way, I think I'm you're. At
0: now. Oh wow, that's impressive. Uh, by and the that's way, a I young team, right, too. Actually, really?
1: Yeah, they've Is got a lot right? of freshmen, yeah. sophomores, juniors playing at high levels. Oh, Man,
0: oh man, Betty Fairfax. <laughs> um, by the way, I think you're right on the whole on them being eligible because I just remembered Alhambra. Uh, in baseball, I think they've been playing other teams too, and they're another Phoenix Union top-ranked team right now. They're uh, what are they? I think they're number three or four, five, number five, Eleven and one. So, and they have actually played. Oh yeah, they played Brophy. They've played uh, Willow Canyon, Washington, San Luis, um, Boulder Creek, Sunny Slope. So yeah, no, they're they're playing a regular schedule. It looks like. Well. As regular as it can get in a shortened COVID season, but, you know.
1: Zach, what is, we were talking about some of the cheers. What's your least favorite cheer that a team does? Or like a chant or whatever? Uh,
0: Can it be a student section?
1: Yeah, that works.
0: I believe that we will win when you're up by 40. Because <laughs> obviously you're going to win. At least it's,
1: like, at least it's not when you're down forty, yeah, but I think I believe that we will win is a weird one because no one did that until um people started seeing it in the World Cup like a long- like however many years ago yeah. that was, and then everybody started doing it, you
0: know what else I also am starting not to like. You know how sometimes they'll do that whole, like, he's a freshman, he's a freshman chant when someone makes yeah. a big hit in football or whatever? At this point, with how good some of these athletes are at such a young age, let's just can that. Oh, yeah. Because it I doesn't agree. even matter anymore. Because some freshmen are six foot eight. So it's like, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm six two. And if a freshman lineman came up and I had to block him and he's six foot eight, I'm not going to win that battle. So I, remember, I don't care I if he's a freshman. I remember thinking this about. Good.
1: Um, Jai Anthony Bearden is uh, was a tremendous uh freshman basketball player for Kellis this year. He was their leading scorer and like an all-state nominee. Um, so if you chanted that every time he scored, you'd be hoarse by the end of the game. Um <laughs> But uh no, I I don't know. It's it's that is a crazy one. I ask this because I, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, but I've watched the vik the Minnesota Vikings for a long, long time. Um, Wait, what? Since I was... Why the Vikings? <laughs> I don't know. You're a Minnesota um, fan. Yeah. Anyway, um, are you from Minnesota? No, I'm from. Did you uh, play? Did you play tennis? <laughs> I asked Andrew to cover the the Rochester Mayo Spartans. I think that would be pretty funny. Um, yeah, that, that's I've not i kept up happen. on them. But um no, the, the Vikings are now known and it's actually really cool. And I, I say that I don't like it. it. I don't like that it's people think it's a tradition. Um the skull chant. And you've probably I seen love it that. where they see it's cool, I love, I it. love it, and yeah. people really like it. But that isn't a long standing tradition. That just started like four years ago. Like that's not some yeah. it, it started because Um, people saw Iceland in the World Cup start doing that. Um, and they realized, oh wait, Iceland's Vikings, we're the Vikings, let's do that. And their mantra was always (laughs) school Vikings. Um, but I mean, I, unless I'm wrong and I've been to a few games before then and I had never seen anybody do that slow clap before. Um, but now they adopted. Didn't they also
0: start it when they got... Yeah, but didn't they also start it when they got into their new stadium?
1: Yes. That's also so part of it. So couldn't that
0: just be yeah, I was gonna say, couldn't that just be like a whole like part of the whole rebranding thing when you yes. get a new stadium? No,
1: definitely. That's part of it too. Um and the the stadium yeah. is when it gets when that chant gets rocking in that new stadium indoors and uh the noise just kind of batters around and they play the horn and everything, it's amazing. Um one of the coolest things I've yeah. seen in sports but I just don't like the idea. Like you hear it on broadcasts, like "Oh, the long-standing tradition of the skull chant." It's like, no, they just started that a few years ago. <laughs> I was in my twenties already. Yeah. <laughs> so that's I, just, I that's that's, that's right.
0: kind of the one. That's like the one thing I love about sports, man. Is all these I know not long-standing traditions all the time, but traditions
1: nonetheless. Oh yeah, I mean, it's I so cool. I will it do it every time like, I see it happening.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think we've talked about it before, but especially at the college level, I mean, you've got Virginia Tech coming in to enter Sandman. You've got Clemson running down the hill. You've got um, Notre Dame. They play... I can't remember what it's called now, and that's really going to bother me. They they play a song every time before they come out of the tunnel. Not only that, but you get Mike Tirico on NBC saying, here come the Irish, and I love it. it gives me goosebumps every single time. Um, Florida State with their Seminole chop. Um, you've got... I mean, uh, USC with the Trojan on the horse planting the the sword at at the middle of the field. Uh, I mean, just the amount of tradition in sports is honestly just so cool. And I think that's honestly a big part of what made me such a big fan. Um, I'm sure it's the same thing for you as well. But I think that's one of the best things about sports is obviously the tradition that comes with it.
1: You know, my favorite tradition of, or the only tradition I know of the Timberwolves. Losing games.
0: (laughs) I knew you were gonna say that. (laughs) What about that one dude that uh that takes off his shirt and had KG written on his
2: stomach? (laughs) I hope
1: he still goes to games.
0: I hope so too. And then remember when KG actually like started laughing and I think it was like his final game, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, when he first got back to uh the beginning of his final season in Minnesota. Yeah, that's After what it was. he had been gone for yeah. however many years it had been. Yeah. Like a yeah. decade winning of being away.
0: Winning championships.
1: <laughs> yeah, actually winning. <laughs> Doing something. <laughs> Not being let down. Oh, man. Eric, what do you They're say? they last every tonight? year. They're so bad. All oh, right. Go ahead. Okay. They're so Go bad. Go off, Eric. Eric, how do you feel about the Timberwolves? It doesn't even make sense how bad they are.
0: Eric, you have how the floor. That, Tell us how you really feel.
1: There's not much more to say. They're just bad every year, and they're not going to get better anytime soon. That's it.
0: What do you think will What do you think will happen first? The Timberwolves. Whatever the
1: first option is,
0: the Timberwolves winning a championship.
1: Okay, then the or, other option. Listen, uh, you might want to
0: listen to the other option first, or you cheering for Loyola Chicago with Sister Jean behind him in the Final Four again.
1: <laughs> Can I plead the I told pit? you to wait for the options. Nope. Choose one. What do I think will happen? Or what would I like to happen? Okay. Well, How obviously many, year, how many more years like does Sister Jean have? Bro, she's a nun, man. You never know. You never know. Um, Never know. Bless her heart. Okay, name your favorite player from Loyola Chicago, Sister Jean. I can't name one. All right, let's wrap this up, Zach. <laughs> before you get mad. No, before we dive deep into the waters of nonsense. <laughs> we're already waiting, Sister Jean. Uh, we're waiting in the waters Sister of nonsense, but we Jean. haven't. We haven't. Dove deep into the waters yet. Sister Jean with your scarf. Put a jacket on, Sister Jean. She's not cold. You're indoors, Sister Jean. (laughs) Sister Jean Jean can walk too. She doesn't need that wheelchair. (laughs) Sister Jean with your mittens. (laughs) You're indoors. (laughs)
0: Sister Jean, never okay, never seen Sister up. Jean shoot a basketball. Sister Jean, all right, yeah that was fun. For those of you that don't understand what I'm talking about, please go back and listen to uh Eric's Sister Jean rant. I think it was a couple episodes ago. I'm, I'm um, already. It, it was. I had forgotten about it. It was hilarious. It was so funny. Um, I maintain that she's that really be- annoying. Sister Jean. Uh, but with that being said. <laughs> Thank you all, as always, for uh, for tuning in and listening to us, uh, you know, go on and on about random things most of the time. Uh, thank you once again to Andrew Morgan. Please be sure to check out his documentary Inside the Hive with True Buzz West Coast and also give him a follow at AJ Morgan Writes. Uh, also give myself and Eric a follow as well as the Arizona varsity team here uh, at Zach O'Vira, at Enuman rights at A Z H S F B and at Arizona varsity until next week. Um, this is both Eric and I signing off and Eric, if you have any uh, final words, AKA sister Jean,
1: uh, I will let you take it away from here. I already made a fool of myself by going buzz at the end of the interview.